All right. Welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are here with uh, father and son duo, Andrew Jim Lindroth. We're also in partnership with the Black and Gold Hockey Productions. Dad, how are you doing today? Doing great, Andrew. We have a special episode for our UK listeners across the pond, as we like to say, uh, particularly with the Sheffield Steelers. We're going to do a very quick episode on uh, Sheffield Steeler updates because a lot's happened over there. But Sheffield doing well this season, Andrew. Yeah, Sheffield's been doing well. <clears throat> I believe that uh, right now they're third in their division, right, behind Coventry. The whole, and, yeah, the whole league. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. They have got 13 uh, wins, uh, four losses, and then two overtime losses. So they're doing well. And, Dad, if, if our uh, Sheffield listeners uh, that have been following us for over a year now, we did do a um, preseason kind of look into the roster beforehand, and uh, we met and got to introduce a lot of new players, which, Dad, we should get into because the new players, the new additions to this team have really been kickstarting that team again. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna hit that. Uh, why don't we start with some latest news here? Go ahead, Dad. You're the one that's been... So Sheffield is moving on to the Challenge Cup semifinals with a big win over Cardiff, uh, 5-3, uh, 10 goals to four on aggregate. Um, and it looks like they will either face Coventry or Guildford, uh, for the semi-final, but a big win. And boy, that game was um, not even close. Sheffield came right out and just took the game right away from Cardiff. They yeah. looked great, didn't they? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, we also want to say um, a big shout out to uh, Jack. Um, I don't remember his last name immediately, but he's a Sheffield fan. That's a fan of our podcast that has been nice enough to give us yes, that's um, right. some links to be able to watch the game. So Jack, if you're listening to this man, thank you so much for your continued help so that uh, us Americans can watch um, some Sheffield and some ECHL hockey. Um, but yeah, man, they've been playing good now. Dad, one thing I'm surprised of, and I, and I could be wrong, I should have done a little bit more homework, but I'm almost certain Guilford Flames last season were a dead last team. And now they're like the Bruins this season. They've got like two losses, mostly all regulation wins. They've been doing very, very, very well. And I think that uh, Guilford is the team for Sheffield to beat other than Coventry as well, if they face them in the semi or the semifinals. Yeah. So, finals. so right now, <clears throat> as far as league play, uh, you know, Guilford as of this taping is uh, 16 wins, four overtime wins uh, and three losses, one being an overtime loss. So they're in first place right now with 41 points. Coventry is in second with 33 points and Sheffield with 32 points. But it must uh, you also got to remember that Sheffield does have at least two or three games in hand. So uh, they're they're right in the hunt here. And of course, uh, in fourth place, right behind Sheffield with 30 points is Cardiff, who they handily beat it here in the uh, Challenge Cup semifinals the other night right exactly but we've got some big news uh the big news obviously from december 10th yeah jonathan phillips their team captain right yep just played his 1000th is it echl or pro eihl yeah, sorry i don't know why i said echl eihl game that's a lot of games in the eihl and accomplished that on december 10th yeah and uh, we want to give a shout out to uh our friend bob westdale uh, Bob Westerdale, I'm sure the Sheffield fans know all about him. He writes for the Star, and uh, he covers uh, Steeler hockey. And he did a great article interview uh, talking all about this. But you know, we've talked to many players, Andrew, and it's and it's all about 
preparation and these elite athletes, whether they come from North America, Europe, Russia, wherever, they all pretty much train the same now. And of course, they have their own dietitians, they have their own trainers and so forth. But still, it's up to the players to make sure that they come into camp focused and at tip top condition. Right. Well, and you got to think too, man, a thousand pro games, not even just pro games, but just in the EIHL alone. Um, I mean, that's really impressive because, you know, what's what's the big thing in, in pro hockey or any pro sports is to avoid injuries, right? And so uh, whoever's working with the team, whoever's working with the players individually, Dad, like you said, if they are hiring their own dietitians or personal trainers, they're doing really well. Jonathan Phillips, 1,000. That's a lot. I remember here in, uh, here in America and in, in Tulsa, uh, listen to the Tulsa Oiler coach, Rob Murray, you know, talk about when he was, you know, 26 years old, it would be, uh, you know, a six pack on the weekend. Right. You know, sucking back a six pack of beer and, you know, you might hit the gym a few times. Right. And ride a bike before the game. But it, all that's changed now with, you know, so many athletes out there and everybody really pushing everybody else. You've these hockey players, all athletes have to just be pushing it all the time. And it's a huge dedication that I think us fans sort of overlook. We right. just assume that they're elite athletes because that's the way they were born. And of course they may be advantages to DNA and all that, and their size and everything, but they wouldn't maintain it if they weren't so disciplined. And these guys are heavily, heavily disciplined. And I think we fans should you know, recognize that. I mean, not everybody can be in for a Sheffield fans. If you don't know, Phil Kessel, who's uh, uh, closing in on, I think, a thousand games here in the United States in the NHL. That guy's the opposite where he purposely doesn't work out, but yet he manages to. Can you imagine if that guy worked out? He loves his Diet Coke and his uh, his hot dogs. But Phil Kessel still, man, I mean, he's whether he's in Arizona or Las Vegas, Golden Knights this year. He's great. Like you said, Dad, maybe it's just DNA. It all depends. But I also think, too, that it brings in a different quality of hockey, different quality of play, too. You're seeing the top athletes in the world versus, you know, maybe just some of the toughest or, you know, whatever it may be back in the day. Because nowadays, I mean, we've had our guests say that before, too, where, like you just said, they'd be smoking darts and drinking beer after the games while these guys are going to bed. They're getting up. I mean, they got people. But here's the thing, too, Dad. I feel like back in the day, you know, the players were on their own. Nowadays, it seems like, I wouldn't say the players are controlled a lot, but it seems like there are multiple, there's like a team for each player that is just making sure that they're doing the right thing. They have a dietitian, their personal trainer. And I think that makes it quality hockey. I mean, now look at them. Now guys are playing thousand games. Like it's nothing. Well, we want to say congratulations to Jonathan Phillips, team captain for his uh, 1000s game. Uh, that is uh, in any league, a feat right. to be recognized and highly, highly impressive. All right. So moving on. So the goaltending. So um, I heard Ostalung. Remember, yeah. he was hurt yep. in a, in a, I think it was like a preseason friendly game. Yep. He re-injured himself and he's out for more time than anticipated. And remember, Do you remember we were, what type of injury? I don't. Um, I, I don't. I think it was leg injury, but I'm not sure. Um, anyway, it brings the goaltending situation, you know, uh, in a perspective with for Sheffield. Of course, they have Matt Greenfield, who we're going to talk about here in a moment, but they don't have anybody. I mean, they got a backup that they've had, but not 
really doing the best job in the world. Right. So all of this is, is, is on Matt Greenfield's plate. And remember that um, coach Fox really took uh, a chance by hiring two goalies in the off season. Right. And didn't keep any of the goalies from last year. Right. So, uh, you know, probably end up being a good move for Foxy. And uh, let's talk about Matt Greenfield. He's number one in goals against average with 1.85. And he's number one with a gold uh, with the uh, save average of 92.92. As of the last time I checked stats, that is impressive because he's got 15 wins, six losses, Four shutouts, 1.85 goals against. That's impressive. Well, Matt Greenfield is one of those guys when we were going over uh, the the preseason roster before the the season officially started for the EIHL. And Greenfield was supposed to be the backup. At least that's what we were predicting. And But we had said, Dad, I don't know if you remember, I think you were the one that actually said, I'll give you credit for it. You're the one that said absolutely his ECHL pass and everything. And, and the I think way he, he was off and right. on, he's a big guy that you said that yep. he could come in as the backup. If Oshelin gets injured, look what happened. And now he's stepping it up and we didn't know if he was going to be good or not. So I, I knew he was going to be good because we'd, we'd seen him play and we look, you know, we followed his been following his stats over the, over the last some odd years. So we knew that he, he had the goods. Sometimes you just need a different place to uh, shine and boy, did you want to talk about taking advantage of opportunities, man, he's taken advantage of, of this opportunity. So, uh, you know, and a proud American and a proud American. Yeah. So us Americans, we like that too, but uh, he's the reason why uh, Sheffield's doing so well. He's a main uh, reason. Yeah. You have a hot goalie. Things can happen. Even if you've got a great defensive team, right. Even offensive team, if your goalie's not hot, you know. Look at it. the New York Rangers last year. Right. I mean, now the holes are shown in their game this season, which I don't want to get into that tangent, but a good goaltender will also bring you to the cup. Tim Thomas, right? Well, you need it in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they have a shorter season over here in the U.K. than uh, uh, United States, right. or should I say North America. So, uh, you know, he's, he's he's been hot. Let's hope he stays hot. And uh, and I think, though, the number two goalie in goal, goal against, I think, is Guilford's goalie. Yeah, so well, again, I'm surprised. Guilford tearing it up. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have to do a quick episode of uh, on, on Guilford because yeah. that was a, at least a surprise to us. But then again, we're not experts in the UK elite league. Yep. So now, Dad, looking at the standings, I know we had already mentioned. Yeah, uh, we did mention the standings. I don't think we have to mention them again. Right. Uh, it's Guilford, Coventry, Sheffield, Cardiff. And again, some teams have a couple games in hand, um, but it's all right around 40 to 30 something points. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk. Here's what's impressive about Sheffield and part of the reason why we're doing an episode here. You're not a big plus and minus guy. I am. Um, and there's no one on Sheffield that has a minus rating here. No, not one. They're all pluses. And we'll talk a little bit more about plus and minus, but I, I want to mention that right, right away. Now this, uh, the, the leaders are scoring. So for example, you've got Scott Allen, 10 goals, five assists. You got Brett, um, Newman working out for them really well. Nine goals, nine assists, Champini doing what he's expected to do. With uh, I think he's got five goals, seventeen assists. Um, Lato Latal, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Eight goals, twelve assists. 
So the leaders are doing their, their part, but the secondary scoring is there as well. Everybody down there, you know, fan favorite Dowd, eight goals, eight assists. McNally, six goals, uh, seven assists. I mean, everybody's contributing. That's why this team is on fire. Well, don't forget, too, you guys have ones that may have not been in the lineup every night due to injury or being pulled out, but Danny Cristo, too, number 79. Let's give some shout to him. 16 games played this season, 17 points, six goals, point-per-game player. Like you said, Dad Champini, 22 points, uh, 21 games played. Latal's 20 points, 20. I mean, everybody's producing. Even when you move down, I mean, everybody is producing some points. Um you know, I'd like to see, I, I, you know, obviously we don't watch every game, so we don't know where the depth chart is, the lines that are necessarily being played every night. Um, one player, though, that I was hoping would still continue his hot streak, and maybe it's something we don't know, but Brendan Connolly, just off to a bit of a slower start this season. But, uh, you know, I hope that he's able to start to bring it back up because he was such a huge piece of the team last year. And I think still is this year as well. Um, sure, he's going to bring a, a lot to that. And if they ever get Mosey... Um, back in the lineup, I think, you know, it would be interesting to see where that North American player can contribute to the team because um, I do know that he's still out, but should be back from injury, I believe. Right, right. One player we have to mention, and we want to talk a little bit about what's going on with Matt Petgrave. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he is like almost like the heart and soul right now of that team. And he, he gets into trouble. I mean, he's. Right now, five goals. He's a defenseman, by the way. Right. Five goals, 14 assists, 78 penalty minutes. 19 points, 21 games, man. That's a, that's a great offensive defenseman right there. And, yeah, he's tough. But uh, don't forget, too, got in a little bit of trouble with uh, abuse of the officials not too long ago, right? Right. He did. He uh, on a, I think it was a December 3rd game. Um, he, uh, he's been, I think, fined. I don't know. I don't think it was disclosed how much. But – find and sort of warned about future behavior since he is a uh um he's been in trouble before right so uh you know you've got that uh not going well for him since right. he's a repeat offender so to speak uh but yeah i i think they're they're kind of clamping down and i think fox is going to have to kind of sit him down and be like you know hey but you know here's here's my thing as we follow some of the director of player right um um player safety player safety you know i mean no offense to you 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 you, uh uk hockey fans but you know i think the uh player safety is not very consistent i mean neither is ours they're not not consistent but they're a little bit like you know matthews can get away with cross-checking people to the face but listen also too We've, we've been told by other pros before that moved over to the EIHL and even other leagues or, right. across the pond that penalty minutes stack up much quicker, much, much quicker. But 78 penalty minutes, just to put in retrospective, Dad, the next highest penalty minute holder on the team um, just so happens to be Brendan Connolly with 20. 20. He's right. leading by 58. Right. And uh, just to, for the plus and minus crew as well. Oh, um, let me let me cover that. Yeah. So he's he's been paired with um, Nevelanen. Hope I say that his name right. Nevelanen. So Nevelanen has ten assists. And again, another defenseman. And let's look at the stats. Plus twenty five and plus twenty three respectively with the two players. They are a force right now to be reckoned with. Right. So where and they're on the ice, man, 
they're working well as a defensive pair. That is impressive. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're always involved in the special teams, too. I mean, they really hold it down. They're a great tandem, one-two defenseman uh, tandem that does really, really well. I, I really think that, Dad, um, the defensemen um, on this team are, are very, very, very solid. And they're producing offensively, too. Don't forget uh, – Piche, P-I-C-H-E, I'm sorry I cannot pronounce that right. We suck at pronouncing names, but even he is almost half a point uh, per game player as well, plus four, um, even has a power play goal as well. Um, and just bringing up special teams too, Dad, let's give a shout out to Scott Allen, who we haven't mentioned yet, who is almost a point per game player with 10 goals, 15 points in 17 games. He has a power play goal and tied with the team with two shorthanded goals along with Champini. The dude's got speed. He is a fast player that can hunt. He hunts, hunts down that puck and he flies. Absolutely. I mean, this is just so, so fun to watch this team. Um, what a fun team. What yeah. a fun team. All right. Uh, another quick thing, Alex Graham. So a uh, uh, British player. Right. And uh, a little bit of trouble with him. So if you don't know, he's a two-way player, plays with their uh, farm team, uh, I believe it's Steel Dogs. Yep. And um kind of comes up on a part-time basis with uh, Sheffield and he was on the under 20 uh, Great Britain team mm -hmm. and uh, got kicked off the team for disciplinary breach of discipline, I guess fighting either with other play. Nobody knows what it is. It right. sort of happened recently. Could have been fighting with the coach. Um, he's only 19. Well, here's the thing too. We don't like to look too much into speculation with these things, dad, but I'll, I'll be the one to say this, though. I am surprised that Foxy kind of blew it off, at least from what I saw and read. Well, to be clear, the interview that, that uh, again, from uh, Bob Westerdale right. of the Star, uh, the interview that I heard with Foxy, Foxy was said it was uncharacteristic for him to, and, and he hasn't talked to him yet, at least of that interview. Right. So he's got to talk to him. But now what you're saying is you're going to kind of say a little bit of hypocrite where he's with, he's let go um, of DeLuca. He let go of DeLuca with uh, which great. I know that, you know, different situation. With, right. The smoking of the test, pot in right. Canada came to play games and had had it had tested for that. And he let him loose for that. But it sounded like, you know, he's listening out to the 19 year old kid, maybe a little bit more. Now, this is just me speculating, but I just, you know. Obviously, I trust Foxy and his his opinion on what his team should be like. But I don't know. Just to me, a little hypocritical. I think he should have given him a chance. I mean, it's, Luca explained himself. It's, it's, he was going to quit too for the team, but it's it's it pro it it's pro sports. Right. You're allowed to have an opinion, and you know sometimes it's fun to do just like this. You're on a forum where we can we can discuss it. Right. But yeah, the kid's 19. Uh, it seems uncharacteristic from what um, his teammates. Right. Say as well. So uh, he'll learn from it. If it if it is his fault, he'll learn from it. And he's only 19, 19 years old. And some people can make the argument that DeLuca is my age, 25, 26, and made the mistake. But we can sit here and speculate all day, Dad. But there's one person that I do want to bring up right now, just to kind of move on from this. Uh -huh. Brandon McNally. Who, by the way, we're trying to get on the podcast right. and it's just because it's the holiday and you got your work thing and I'm trying to wrap up my work. We just been able to not make contact with him, but we have reached out 
to him and he's agreeable to come on the podcast. We just need to kind of set up a time, but we're looking forward to having Brandon McNally on the show. Right. And the news is, and it's, and it's Eve over here in North America that, and lo and behold, another coach that we've had players talk about Mike Keenan, who is the team Italy coach, which is strange to me, but that's, yep. That's yeah. where he's at. I, know. I, I mean, know. 1994 Stanley Cup coach with the Rangers. I think 2004 KHL coach winning the championship over there. Anyway, he's dealing with the uh, 2023 II um, HL um, HF. Yep. HF, sorry, uh, tournament, which is going to be, uh, I think it's over in the UK, maybe in April or May. Well, anyway, being scouted for Team Italy by Mike. Keenan. Brandon now it's McNally. strange because Brandon McNally is a uh, Canadian. So how does that work if he goes? Could they have you, imports? As long as you have like I don't know somehow some way as long maybe he was like born there. Okay, got you. It okay. happens all the time. Okay, yeah, I was just curious, but Brandon McNally and he's been tearing it up, man. Twenty-one games played, he's got thirteen points, six now, goals. There's been speculation they've seen Keenan or Keenan's representative at game scouting for the past like month. Right now. Here's the thing. Does it make sense? Well, I invite our listeners to listen back to maybe it was episode 107. It wasn't that long ago, a few weeks ago, where we had um, NHL, a former NHLer, um, Harry York. Right. And Mike Keenan loved Harry York. Harry York broke into the NHL, played for Keenan in St. Louis, St. Louis Blues. Right. And then reacquired him a few years later when Keenan went, I thought it was Vancouver. Right. Right. And then he, so Mike Keenan wanted Harry York everywhere he went and traded for him, whatever. Right. So not to do apples to apples comparison, but the type of player McNally is very similar. I think. Right. To Harry York. Right. Hard, big guy, hard playing, a very aggressive player can put the puck in the net, but can defend his teammates. He's just, he's a, he's a, he's a power forward. And I just want to correct myself too. Brandon McNally is an American, not a Canadian. I just don't know my facts at all right now. But thing about McNally too, dad, is that you notice too, we're talking about the toughness of his game. We've talked about his production, but he was killing guys in the preseason, murdering the whole league in eight pounds, two minutes a season. Nobody wants a piece of this guy. Nobody wants a piece of him. He's a good piece to have on your team. He's not going to, you know, not trying to, you know, uh, get on pet graves, but he's not taking unnecessary penalties. He's not making sure that the team's constantly on the penalty kill. He's a solid, tough guy that can also produce. I think that every team needs that guy. And I thought he had a little bit more uh, of a career here in North America. Right. But obviously, as our listeners, if you listen to our podcast, we'll figure out to that. The, um, you know, the elite league over in the UK pays better Much and better. is probably a better league than the uh, definitely the ECHL, but right. even comparable, if not better in some regards of the American league right. in uh, in North America. And it seems like, you know, I mean, he was uh, feared. Was he with Manchester last year? I, I think it was remember. Man, but he was feared. Fox, another acquisition. I mean, let's give it to Foxy for putting together this team. Right. I mean, they're just on fire. There's got to be a good culture in the locker room. There has to be for them to everybody to produce. 
everything's clicking. Now, I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to say anything specific, but let's hope that they're, the goaltending stays because mm-hmm. one – well, I don't want to go there. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, you don't want to jinx it, really. Let's yeah. hopefully Matt stays healthy. Right. Because um, Greenville is really back. all that they have. I mean, they got the right. you know, goaltenders they can get from the Steel Dogs and make right. a trade, but right. got to stay healthy. Right. Yeah, oh, well, and, and not that Fox is going to be listening to our podcast, but if he does get into a bind, I think that, Foxy, you need to look at Devin Williams. Yes. Which – where is he now? I think he's in Germany, but I'm not sure. Former Tulsa Oiler. For many years, Un- right? Undrafted player, but man, this kid's got skill. I don't want to get on a tangent with him, but um, I'm pretty sure if, if he, and I think he went over to Europe because he didn't want to deal with the COVID vaccinations is what I heard was part of the reason why he left Tulsa. Yes, we talked to some correct. of the Tulsa players. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there now. Uh, but uh, a great goalie, I think he would do well. It reminds me of a Matt Greenfield. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, there are a lot of hidden gems in the ECHL, bro. I know that the ECHL is known as the jungle back in the day, but they've got some very talented players. We have to, uh, we'll stake our claim here. If uh, uh, we don't think that any coach in the elite league listens to our podcast. However, if Devin Williams does show up this season somewhere in the EIHL, we need to claim credit for that. At least a little bit, at least a little (laughs) bit, right? At least a little bit, yeah. Watch somebody already be looking at Devin, right? But uh, come on, pick up our boy Devin yeah. Williams. And, and I don't know where Devin is. I'd, I'd have to uh, look around. Plus, Catch is retired, but somebody should pick his ass up. He was still scoring goals all the time. Uh, he, he, he is, he is. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up here. This is exciting, exciting times here. I can't wait to see um, in the Challenge Cup, I would like to see the match either between Coventry and uh, Guilford yeah. uh, with the Steelers here. I think it's going to be a, a, a hell of a, of a of a match. Hey, from United States, we wish you all well. Um, we know we do based on our Twitter. Uh, we have quite a few Sheffield fans. Someday, sometime, Andrew and I will get over there and actually get into the arena. By the way, I think the uh, Sheffield fans have the highest attendance right now in the league as well. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And just, you know, we've got other friends on other teams and coaches on other teams. Uh, you know, uh, they, uh, they kind of complain a little bit about Sheffield and Sheffield fans, yeah. but so we don't want to, uh, we want to not make enemies with anybody else, but uh, we've known quite a few players from Sheffield and we are extremely, uh, um, happy to have so many of the Sheffield listeners join our podcast and get ready for a Brandon McNally interview here in the very near future. And I just want to shout out to my boy, Anthony DeLuca. If you happen to be listening to this, <laughs> yeah. I just want to remind everybody that once uh, continue getting on his ass for what he did and says that he's some crackhead that can't play challenge cup this year, six games played four goals, six points. 13 games played in the EIHL this season. He's a point-per-game player, three goals, 13 points, two power play goals, plus one. What, you think the weed's slowing him down? I don't think so. You should have just given him the chance because now he's produced for Manchester, which I know Manchester isn't doing well in the, the standings right now, but that is a player that is lighting the team up for him right now. A new acquisition in the middle of the season, too. It is. We And and he is a friend of ours, and I know that it, he's uh, beloved by some Sheffield fans. Right. 
and sort of maybe hated by others for the situation that he got himself in. And now he's on uh, the rival Manchester Storm. However, he's a good guy. He's always treated us well. And you're right. About a point a game. Yep. That's a, a, hey. a hell of a player. We, we talked to him on the show. You'll go listen to that episode. He called it. We called it. We thought there was going to be a revenge. Hey, we want to give, give a shout out to as well. Uh, he's been injured, right? Broken collarbone. Yep. Uh, we checked in with him. Um, Sean Booten. That's right. Sean Booten on the clan, right? Is that who's On playing? the clan. Which, which I know is... the clan is in a lot of heat for political stuff in the beginning of the season. And, and, and you know, we, we, we've we've talked to uh, a couple players from that team off air. Yep. And uh, yeah, they've, they've got their problems and they're hopefully they're trying to work it out. We never want to see a team, you know, kind right. of suffer like that. Well, and you got to remember, uh, it's almost like the Bruins situation, dad, where it's the the management signing a player that has had a troubled past that comes to life, kind of like what the Bruins did with Mitchell Miller. Yeah. And it affects the locker room. It does now, doesn't it? These old vet guys are like, oh, that shit doesn't affect the locker room. It did. Bergeron said it did. Clearly it does with the clan because the clan weren't playing this poorly last season, right? I think that a lot of it has mixed into it. And I think it's hard to not mix in those politics. I think that you tell me, do you think management and ownership really needs to be careful now, not given into what people may call the cancel culture or anything, but uh, just not causing a distraction in the room when you know there's going to be a distraction. Right. All you got to do is look at the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL talking about management and stupid things that can't pay the fucking rent. I mean, come that, on. that, that goes on. That goes on. So um, anyway, we want to wish uh, Sean, I don't know if he's back in the lineup. we got to check in with him, but yep. he was trying to get back in and, uh, and we want to see him back on the ice as, as well. And of course we have other Manchester storms, you know, Sully, we wish him well yep. in his season as well, but yeah, Manchester struggling, but we'll keep this at a close here. We're talking about Sheffield. Yes. So Sheffield fans, thank you very much. EIHL fans. Thank you very much. Uh, we will close this one and we'll try to get McNally on very soon. It's yep. a little tough around the holidays. And I just want to say this too, dad, I'm hoping that next week, a, a bunch of people have been messaging us about talking yes. about the Bruins, which guys, we will be talking about the Bruins, but we want to get our good friend on and pro analyst, former yep. NHL player, Dave Capuano, yep. who also has a lot of inside scoop, but uh, it'll be interesting because I have to, again, go on record with, Cappy and apologize deeply to Nick Polino. <laughs> so please tune in next week. Yeah. If if Cappy for some reason if it ends up not working out, Dad, we will still have an episode to do this, but we're gonna try and have Cappy on here and it'll be great. All right. We'll wish everybody well across the pond and uh go hockey. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>